Yves Saint Laurent President Brant Kreider opened up with Levi Lusco about his faith. We have the details. Plus, the Lutheran Church has declared itself a sanctuary denomination for immigrants. And the question tearing the internet apart today, which Sean Astin is your Sean Astin? It's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's relevant. It's relevant daily. Relevant daily. Relevant daily. It's relevant daily. Hey everyone, I'm Cameron Strang. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. Those stories are coming up, but first I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a clean landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, and of course, powerful e-commerce tools. And right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily listeners a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com relevant. All right. To tell us about today's stories, it's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Cameron. So first up, Levi Lusco had an interesting conversation with the president of St. Laurent. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. This continues the the kind of surprising emergence of uh, faith content spreading across the world of high fashion in America. So Levi Lusco, uh, pastor, friend of the podcast, sat down with Brant Kreider, who's president of St. Laurent, North America. So uh, Levi Lusco does this YouTube series called War with Friends, where he plays a game of war uh, with some friends of his, with some, uh, I would say, some high profile friends of his, and he talks to them about their faith story. That's why he plays it. It's a good channel. It's worth checking out. Uh, as the president of St. Laurent North America and DJ. Uh, Crider's also worked with Prada and Armani. And he talks on the video about his uh, conversion experience, which is a really interesting one. Happened back in 96 when he says he had a massive divine experience while attending a Promise Keepers rally. Uh, As he explains, quote, I was standing on the field July 1996. The sun was setting behind the white horse. I began weeping uncontrollably. I was not a crier and I heard a voice whisper to me, I'm the answer that you've been looking for. Says, I gave my life over to God at that point and it changed my life forever. I went on this radical pursuit of him and that's when it started for me. That's awesome. Uh, what, what else did uh, they talk about? Well, they got into a sort of an interesting conversation with shades uh, that will be familiar to people who listen to your unedited podcast with Jerry Lorenzo about how being a Christian doesn't mean you have to embrace a boring creative spirit in the fashion industry. Here's a clip uh, with him talking a little bit about uh, how being a Christian has affected his creativity. There was a concern at the very beginning that I would get saved and, and join the team of Paint the Town Beige. Right. Right? Does that make sense? Like Talk about Paint the Town you Beige. You know, just like we're just... Boring, oh, you know. I'm saying, can't tell. You, you know, uh, you know, and where's the Kentucky Fried Chicken? You know, oh. it's just. The, and I found even before I really had a relationship paint with the, the Lord. Town beige. You know, it's it's not about painting the town beige. Like he, he, he. For me, even before I really got to know him, I found him to be so wild and powerful and strong and unabashed. And like I found his pursuit of me and us way more real and passionate and tactile and multidimensional than beige. Turning to church news, uh, what's up with the Lutherans this week? They're getting rowdy. (laughs) 
It's kind of a good story, actually. It's, it's, it was encouraging to read this. So on Wednesday, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America declared itself a sanctuary church body and a strong show of support for immigrants. To commemorate the announcement, a group of Lutherans actually nailed their 9.5 theses to the door of the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Building in Milwaukee. These theses, obviously an homage to Martin Luther's 95 theses that kicked off the Protestant Reformation, detailed the denomination's concern for the United States treatment of immigrants and refugees. Wow, what's the story? So, uh, as religion news reporter Emily McFarland Miller wrote, the group marched nearly a mile from the Wisconsin Center to the ICE building, carrying signs with messages like, we put the protest back in Protestant, and chanting, this is what the love of God looks like. Lutheran leaders drew a pretty direct line between their actions and the policies put in place by the Trump administration regarding immigrants and refugees, things like family separation, lowering the refugee cap, and of course, the border wall. Um, according to the ELCA's domestic mission director, Evelyn So. Straw, it just keeps getting worse and worse in terms of unaccompanied children, separated families, detention centers that are just horrific. And so, what we wanted to say as a church body, as the Lutheran Church, we wanted to now act with our feet and take action. In fact, uh, Bishop Paul Erickson of the Greater Milwaukee Synod opened the Lutheran prayer vigil by praying to Jesus Christ, immigrant and savior. Wow. So, uh, a very strong, uh, a very definitive message from the Lutheran Church uh, that obviously heralds to some of the other things we've talked about in terms of being a a sanctuary church, uh, allowing refugees and immigrants, undocumented immigrants, to stay there if they're afraid of being detained or deported by ICE agents. So last night, I'm with my my son, and he's Mm -hmm. watching a kid's show on Netflix. It's like a family, one of those, you know, like a family on the sitcom, kid's sitcom. And the dad is Sean Astin. And I go, hey, hey, it's Rudy. Hey, look, it's Rudy on the show. Look at him. Still going. Wow. Go, Sean Astin. And then to m- this morning, Sean Astin is the top trending topic on Twitter. <laughs> and I, I'm very confused. Can you please explain to me what's going on? Yeah, it's a, it's fun. And this is, I, I when I opened Twitter first thing this morning, I saw Sean Astin's name trending, and of course, my first thought was was a sad one. I was like, oh, something bad happened with Sean Astin. Oh, no. uh, as I, I was worried that you know there was gonna be some sort of negative allegations, or worst case scenario that maybe he had died, but he hadn't. Your your conversation with your son actually uh, kind of was a little bit prescient because Sean Astin is uh, as of this recording the top trending topic on Twitter, uh, and over a question that's turning the internet apart. Um, most actors consider themselves lucky to get one career-defining role. Aston has had at least four, and these four are kind of spread out across disparate eras so that each generation has a different defining Sean Aston role they can cling to. So the question is, which Sean Aston is your Sean Aston? Uh, this all started because of a viral photo of Sean Aston playing with a fluffy little otter. Uh, and that's pretty normal, cute, celeb stuff. But eyebrows were raised because because the caption for this picture was Sean Astin from Stranger Things, which obviously will throw people like you and me, Cameron, for a loop, because although I know Sean Astin was in Stranger Things, that is not how I would define Sean Astin's career. Yeah, so so the friend, so we were with friends last night when the show was on, and I was like, hey, mm-hmm. look, it's uh, Rudy. And then right. one, of the, the, one of my friend's wives said, wasn't he in Goonies? And like, so she didn't know him from Rudy. She knew him from Goonies. I had just watched Goonies with my kid only a month ago and forgot he was in Goonies. Anyway, so tell us what the other options are for the show. Which one is your Sean Astin? 
you've definitely got two of them down because you have uh, you have uh, people who think of Sean Astin as being the Goonies guy primarily, the Mikey and Goonies. You have Sports Twitter, which was saying that Sean Astin is mostly Rudy. That, that was his defining role. Uh, obviously, a lot of people will know him best from Lord of the Rings and Sam, uh, which, which would make your Sean Astin Lord of the Rings Sean Astin. And then finally, the Gen Z, they're going to think of him as being Stranger Things Sean Astin. And I think uh, kind of like Myers-Briggs, uh, the Enneagram, maybe Gallup Strengths Finders, <laughs> which Sean Astin is yours can can probably say a lot about you. Maybe some uncomfortable things about you that you don't really want to face. I think my Sean Astin is probably the Lord of the Rings yeah. Sean Astin. I was just the right age for that when that came out. That but, uh, but I could see the argument for Goonies. Those would be my two my two top Sean Astins. I don't know, man. You, you got to live through the mid-90s because the Rudy was, was everything. I mean, Rudy was like Field of Dreams and like Goodwill Hunting and and Rudy. I mean, it was just like these iconic movies that defined the '90s. Tombstone, even. I mean, it was just like, yeah. I don't know. I get the Lord of the it Rings wasn't thing. My, I Rudy it. wasn't just Rudy. Just wasn't part of my. You know, for whatever reason, it never made it into the Huckabee household. So it just wasn't part of my you experience up, until way later when I was playing catch up in Nebraska. I mean, like the, the, all they have is like corn and football. We hated Notre Dame. You know, that was a big, it was a big part of it. Black Fierce Western. rivalry. Okay, I got you. All right, well, thanks, Tyler. To read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And finally, subscribe to our print magazine and all of our other podcasts. Uh, there's a new Relevant podcast today, every Tuesday and Friday. Well, we're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.